Retro Rebel Gamecast Episode 59 is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for you, the listeners. Amanda's uh, yawning, and Retro Rebel is released every Thursday, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook, at Temple of Geek, for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and I am hungover. I'm just joking. No, I'm not joking. I'm serious. And with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello, it's past my nap time. She needs a nap, and I'm hungover. So here we go. This ought to be this. This one's worth your Patreon money, is what I'm saying. Woo! Right. So, what's been going on? What have you been playing? Uh, I beat Vampire. I did. Very nice. Well, we took a week off, so here, so we've we've had plenty of time to at least play games. Yeah, I, I beat Vampire. A fairly interesting development at the end that I didn't really see coming. That's uh, always good. Which was good. Apparently yeah. I didn't get the good ending, quote unquote, <laughs> but I was satisfied with how I played the game, so well, I didn't really care. If we remember correctly, you were kind of eating people because they were annoying. Well, I think that's still an excellent strategy. <laughs> and and you know what? I would have I would have felt more upset about the ending that I got had they spent a little bit more time on character development toward the I feel like you spend a lot of time in act one because you haven't quite figured it out right um, and and then the later acts go much quicker because you understand the mechanics so it kind of seems like a bit rushed towards the end um, but it, it was a good game nonetheless I definitely you know, rank it up there with, with things to spend your money on. I've also, I was able to test out and prove that you can, in fact, invite anyone to play a way out, even if they don't own the game. I've been playing it with my brother, and uh, nice. he doesn't own it. So, yeah, it's quite cool. And uh, although I will say that we spent 20 minutes trying to spear a fish in a pond, in a paddling pond, <laughs> uh, which makes for really realistic gameplay. Right. Well, so, it's probably faster than you would have normally done it. Yeah, I mean, well, just probably. think if you had to spear a fish right now, could you do it? Yeah, that's what we thought. I mean, no, of course yeah, not. Naturally. <laughs> <clears throat> well, good. Okay. So you uh, you finished Vampire. Um, any anything else? Any other games you've been playing? Uh, no, not really. I haven't played any Fortnite in a little while because I've been playing A Way Out with my brother. Yeah. And uh, we've we've successfully escaped out of prison, and now we're on our way to Mexico to get revenge. Naturally. So, you know, how do you do? Tale as old as time. Ah, <sighs> yes. <laughs> well, um, I've actually been cycling through a few games, um... The one I've played, been playing the most is is uh, Detroit Become Human. Still, uh, I've been playing Hearthstone as well. Um, just finished up the last 
month, and I think uh, I think I got to rank 16, um, which uh, I know listeners are like, well, that's your noob, or that's not very good. Um, hey, that's way better than what I do, man. <laughs> I just like I get my chest and I'm out, man. I don't care. Yeah. Well, you get a better chest once you get up. You know, to each each yeah. rank you get up, you get a better chest, and so. Um, but uh, yeah, I actually have a considerable amount of dust, and I'm just I hadn't had time to look, but I but I have a I think I've got maybe three thousand dust, uh, and could make uh, I'm close to being able to make two epic cards. Um, and I'm just trying to figure That's out which two cool. I want to do. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing that, but uh, on Detroit Become Human, I'm really enjoying the game. Again, you know, just as a recap, you've got three characters that you're playing. You play a, a female, uh, basically a, a helper um, android that, that works around the house like a housekeeper, nanny type um, profession. And then you have a male nanny profession he he works uh, or lives with a uh, with an older man he's an artist um he's and each one of the characters and the other one is a is a cop and he's and he's a detective he's he's the the uh, oh what's the word where uh basically he's he's a prototype so he's the most advanced of uh-huh. all the androids and uh so you said that like he was the one that you most empathized with. He's the one with. that I most related to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's also the one that... Well, I thought I had really messed up his story because I got him whacked. I think I almost got him killed twice. Um, but apparently if you get him killed the, well, the first time, I don't know if it's avoidable, but he just comes back. They just like upload his memories to another one and send him back out into the field. So I don't know if... Uh, I, I imagine that if you keep doing that, then they won't... <laughs> they won't do that again. Um, the one that, uh, like I said, the one I related to the least uh, is the is the revolutionary, the the other, the male uh, nanny uh, who who gets you know kicked to the curb and thrown in the trash and and kind of works his way to this um, this splinter group of androids. And again, this isn't spoiling anything, really. It's it's what you see in the in the trailer. Is you one of the characters is leading some sort of revolution. You and you see that in the in the commercial. So um, I've gotten to that point where you are with uh, you know the revolutionaries or the 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 splinter group, and and uh, where you're trying to kind of figure out how you're going to lead them, if you're going to lead them, what decisions you want to make. Oh, and I've royally blown this completely. Like his his whole storyline, I foobard. Uh, Viva la revolution! That's right. Well, they hate me. Uh, let's just say it that way. My relationship with everybody in there, and it's and it was because of a decision. I tried I tried to do something that I thought was helpful and altruistic. Uh, you know, help androids helping androids, and it foobard my whole situation. So, um. That my relationship with most of the characters in there uh, is is bad. I think I'm mistrusted or whatever because you you have uh, you create relationships with characters and as you make decisions it affects your relationships uh, and they all hate me. So um, in terms of the uh, in terms of the girl and I think I mentioned this before because I think Heavy Rain is one of the games that's on PSN this year or this this month the month of July. And, uh, yeah, you said. 
And uh, that was one, like I said, that was one of the first David Cage games I'd ever played, and it really left an impression on me. In that game, though, there's this one part, and this is where I got the female character in that game. I got her killed, and I, it's just because I didn't make the right decisions, and it, it wasn't obvious what I needed to do necessarily to make sure I didn't get into the situation I got into. But it didn't matter. I did, and I got her killed. But it, to me, I guess in the overall storyline it seemed very out of place like why the female character was even there well there's a very similar plot line in this game detroit become human with the female character um she ends up you know looking for help from someone who is almost obviously sketchy from the very beginning uh and uh, anyway, so, but this time I was, I was much more successful, so I didn't get her killed. Uh, it was obvious that that is a possibility. I could have gotten her killed. I could have gotten her killed. The little girl that I was with, I think she would have died as well. Um, it would have been a, a fairly tragic turn of events. Um, might have made it a little bit not desirable to play anymore if I, I think if I had lost that character that way. Um, right. But it, it just didn't, it still didn't, to me, fit, other than maybe a plot device to pick up another character, which is if you are successful, you do pick up another character uh, that you kind of interact with. And so maybe that was the point, is to introduce you to the, this person. But other than that, it really kind of felt out of place. But uh, other than that, I'm still really enjoying it. I'm, I'm not finished with it yet. I think I'm about seven or eight hours into it, which I know is not that, that long. Uh, but for uh, for a dad with a newborn, that's about as good as uh, eight hours of a game in two weeks is is pretty good for me uh, of no. one game in particular. So, but anyway, so yeah, that's I've been playing that. Um, I'm still I've got I've got God of War on the back burner. I still have not finished that. Um, and I actually downloaded the last two episodes of Batman: The Telltale Game, um, and so I've got a I've got that on the docket as well. So. Dad of son. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what the honest trailers guy calls God of War. <laughs> Dad of son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good, so stupid. It's a it's a good game. That's that's that was that's still my so far game of the year is uh, God of War. But wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, so far, anyway. So game news or any game news. Uh, I don't think we talked about uh, the the lawsuit and the potential implications between uh, PUBG and, and uh, Fortnite. Have you uh, or been following lack that? Lack of lawsuit, as as it stands now. Oh, is it is it is it been uh, thrown out or decided on? Um, PUBG um, wrote a official notice of rescinding, so they're not suing any longer. That is uh, actually really good news. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was tenuous at best. It was. And it just wasn't worth the legal cost anymore. It was going to cost. It was going to cost a fortune, and it really was only going to affect them in South Korea, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. But I mean, ongoing saga is still happening with PlayStation and Fortnite because they still haven't unlocked people's accounts despite everyone saying just unlock them. Right, and and that was kind of controversial, I think, uh, coming out of E3 that 
Well, and it's been that way since Fortnite came to PlayStation. In fact, some of those, some of the accounts, and that was one of the biggest issues with Fortnite on PlayStation and people who had made their accounts without knowing that there was going to be no cross-platform play, that now their accounts are locked there and everything they have is locked there and they'd have to create a completely new account on a different platform and then get all that stuff again, you know. Um, yeah, that's just, still ongoing, and they're yeah. just saying, we hear your concerns. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Jim Sterling said something about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the yeah. newest news that I've seen was about the PlayStation 5 stroke Xbox, I don't know, 2, <laughs> <laughs> where they're saying that they're going to be hugely focused on digital distribution. Right. Which will segue nicely into the topic today. You know? But that's what it's supposed to all be about. And they're saying, you know, what about the, you know, quarter of Americans in the U.S. that don't have a fast enough internet speed? Exactly. You know, I mean, you're just, you're really going to turn this into a much more niche hobby if you do that, uh, in my opinion. But like I said, we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, I did also want to say, uh, I forgot to mention one other game that I have been playing, um, which I'm sure you you have been missing out. You've really been wanting to play it. In fact, you're probably going to go out and buy a Switch right now. Uh, oh. Mario, Mario Tennis. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, I have been playing. I've been actually, I've, I can't believe I forgot this. Um, I've been playing that actually probably more than anything else uh, because I can take it anywhere with the Switch. Uh, I've been playing it personally, but I bought it so that I could play with the kids So because all of us can play, and you can actually play. Um, well, Oh, yeah, honey, it's a worthwhile investment. See, I can play with the kids. Oh, it's I'm, not me playing it all the time. Yeah, I don't even ask. I just bought it. Um, but... That was a justification. The The funny thing is, is I guess probably back in college when um, the first Mario Tennis, I think this is Mario Tennis Aces, something like that, the the one before that, that was on either GameCube or, or the 64, I think it was GameCube. Uh, I was, not that I'm bragging, but I was pretty good. And uh, I was pretty good at that, and I was pretty good at, I'm still pretty good at Mario Kart. And so... I knew I was going to probably be pretty good at, at the tennis game, and and uh, my kids are pretty good at, at gaming, but uh, again, you know, I, I have to say that I smoked both of my kids in Mario Tennis. I gave them, in fact, I, I spotted them six points. Uh, oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. I, I definitely, I dominated a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old in Mario wow. Tennis Aces. I mean, actually, that is kind of impressive. I find like most little kids are better than me at every game I play them in. Oh, so maybe. <laughs> well, it's a it's one of the games. I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm not a first person shooter, uh, but I I can I can hold my own against I think just about anybody in in. Uh, but you not, give me a racket, an Italian plumber, and I'll show you what. I will for. show you. Well, no, <laughs> I'll definitely be a ghost. Um, but yeah, the, the Italian plumber. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway, no, it's a it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot more. There's a lot more to the mechanics of that game than you might think. Uh, there's four different shots. Actually, there's five different shots that you can make. You can do drop shots and and um, you know slices and straight shots and whatever you can forehand back. And dice all that stuff. does it mash as well? It does not mash. It is not a Ginsu. It is not a. It is not the Ninja Chopper. Slices um, <laughs> But um. There is a, there is a lot more to the mechanics of the game than I than I thought and than there was in the other the previous iteration. So, um, but it's, that was a lot of fun. It is a full price game though, and I don't know necessarily if it warrants a full price uh, sixty dollar game um, for kind of what you get. But uh, they there is there is this uh, campaign mode basically where you. Unlock. You can unlock some other characters. It, it helps kind of teach you some of the skills, so that when you go back into the actual, you know, versus mode, um, you have more skills in your in your bag. There is an also there also is a, an online mode, um, so I, you can you can uh, search out uh, online opponents. And, and uh, I haven't tried that out yet, but um, now that I know I can dominate um, my kids, I'm definitely going to get online and. Test my luck. <laughs> I, you mock me. I'm going to do this, and I am good at this game. I know that that. It, oh. So you beat me. I challenge. I throw down the gauntlet. You're like I'm against a you. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy a Switch and then also a full price Mario game like a loser. What no if, chance. If, um, man. Well, I just it's think you're scared. Then. I just think you're scared. So. Whatever, mate. <laughs> well anyway so that's good that's the that's games and i think that's um gaming news that segue, segues nicely into our topic today of uh, digital games and cloud gaming uh with the next two or the consoles and i believe if i'm not mistaken that that it was said at e3 that this is and, and I, I think it was said more uh, candidly in, in conversation and not necessarily announced this way. Uh, but you can correct me if, if you heard it otherwise. But basically they're saying that the next console generation is going to more or less be the last one that is that has any kind of hard copy for games. Um, that from this point or that point and everything forward, uh, the idea is it's going to move more or transition towards... Uh, digital distribution almost exclusively um and i know that's a big part of games now I've, I've heard a lot of talking heads in the industry that that have been talking about uh digital games um uh, digital distribution you know that it's just it is convenient there's no doubt about it but there are pros and there are cons to digital games in general and kind of wanted to know or get your your initial thoughts on just digital games in general. What do you What do you think of it? Is it Is it uh, something that you've taken advantage of? It, do you Do you see any downside? Obviously, I think we both probably would see similar downsides. But what do you think about digital games? Well, for me, it's the fact that it is not any cheaper and oftentimes more expensive than right. a hard copy. Um, you know, I rent my games, so. I pay 10, maybe 12 pounds a month to play all the games that I want. Right. Um, and that wouldn't be possible unless there was a secondhand market for digital distribution, which right now doesn't exist. 
Yeah. So I think that's the that's the first point is that it would drastically impact my gaming budget. If I was forced to only purchase games digitally, then I'm going to be stuck playing titles long, long, long after they've been released when the price is at a more reasonable level. As for the technological capabilities required, you know, I'm quite lucky. Obviously, London is, you know, one of the biggest cities on earth. So my internet is really, really fast. You know, we have 70 megabits and it costs very little money. Um, wow. And so I think we pay like 50 pounds a month, which is nothing, you know, um, right. compared to the, the speed of the internet. And you can get, you can get basic. Um, like broadband service for about 20 pounds a month. Um, and that would be about 18 megabits per second, maybe up to 20, which is the minimum they're saying they're expecting to be required for these consoles. So right. I don't think anyone in London would be affected by, you know, the inability to play games with a fast enough speed. However, that is not the same for the rest of England. When I used to work for a large telecommunications firm here, um, we used to have people call up and they'd be in the middle of nowhere where their fastest available speed was two megabytes per second. And they'd be paying full price for that wow. speed, you know, the full 20 pounds, because yeah. that's just what's available in the area. So, you know, London is a, is a, London is a, is a big town, but England is, and, and the UK to a lesser extent is actually a fairly small place. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think it's the same length as Florida or close to it. Um, so it's not a big place and a huge amount of the population that lives outside of London wouldn't have speeds enough to compensate. Um, yeah. outside of the major cities, I think the people who live in villages and more rural areas, which is a significant portion of the population outside of London, um, they, you know, they wouldn't be able to even take advantage of it. They're able to use digital distribution now because it isn't part of live services. So, you know, they're starting something, they're queuing it up, you know, maybe waiting a day for it to download or whatever. They're able to avail themselves. Maybe there isn't a game store nearby at all. Right. So that's one of the only ways they could access the content unless they want to order it on Amazon and wait a week for delivery or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so... I think when it comes to downloading the game digitally, there's two problems. Like one, the expediency of it to, you know, lots of people cut out of the market. Um, but, but also, uh, when you're actually playing the game, if you don't have significant speeds or if you're in a shared broadband situation, you know, like we have fiber optic, which means that of the, you know, several people I share my home with, we're all getting about maybe 30 megabytes per second at any given time. Yeah. yeah. Because the internet splits itself. Um, if I lived alone, it'd be much faster, but you know, right. the, yeah. I imagine splitting 18 megabytes per second. Right. You know, you're not going to even meet the speeds, even though technically fiber to the cabinet broadband to the premises is high enough to, right. to meet the specifications. So I think there's some technological challenges here, honestly. But do you would you do you think it's I mean it, from a benefit standpoint, do you think that uh, do you think digital games are I mean, do you think they're convenient? Is it 
What's the upside to digital games? Oh, it's way more convenient. Like, you know, it's sort of that uh, immediate gratification that people love so much. You could be watching a teaser trailer about the game, and they could say, out now, and you could just switch over your app to the store and start it downloading. Like, that's it. And you don't even have to wait till tomorrow. If you've got a fast enough internet, it'll be done in 20, 30 minutes. Right. So, you know, I, I think that's the number one benefit is that I think people will play more games that they're interested in if it becomes more common to access them immediately. Um, cause you know, you go away and you stop thinking about it. You forget that you were going to play that game. Like yeah. I know off the top of my head, there are several games. I was like, Oh man, I need to play that. I'm going to add it to my queue. And then I just totally forgot. Like yesterday <laughs> I was going through my queue and I've been I've been watching this uh, YouTuber called Nerd Cubed playing this new Jurassic World game, and I was yeah. like, "That looks balla! Like I want to play that. I want to make my own Jurassic World. It's like SimCity, but you know, meets Zoo Tycoon with <laughs> yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah, I need that. Fantastic. Like I totally Absolutely. need it. And then I was looking on digital download, right? Not being funny, but it's going to be fifty pounds. Yeah, like that's so much money. Yeah, like. It's not even like it's not even a good graphical game. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's an interesting concept, but it's a movie based game. So you know the graphics are gonna absolutely blow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no yeah. doubt of So I just think if if the console was a hundred percent like digital distribution based and they didn't have to try to make some sort of market upside off of it, then maybe the game would be the same price as it is on all other channels. Maybe they'd even be able to do it cheaper because they'd have less production costs. Right. If they don't need to make so many hard copies. I don't know. These are the things that's or no hard copies at all. If there isn't even a drive, then there isn't even hard copies. Like that's it. Done. But then you've got like, and I think I've got a disk drive on my computer, um, but my computer's like five years old, and so I don't even think now most of these computers have disk drives. Um, and essentially what this next iteration of console would be is effectively a cloud gaming station slash PC almost. Is that, I mean, that's, that's what I'm gathering is that it's essentially what it would end up being. And you'd have a console slash PC that's connected to your TV. I just, I see there being... I see what they're doing and I see the benefit because I, I enjoy the instant gratification of digital games. There's just, there is no doubt about it. I don't like not having control over my game, though. If something were to happen, if they were to take away or, or remove that from the digital site or decide to no longer support a game like we've talked about before with uh, you know MMOs, if they just shut down the servers, well, then you don't get to play anymore. Um, you know, you, you bought the game and you, and you pay your money every month, but, uh, you know, you're just renting time and whenever they're done, you're done. Um, you know, and I've, I've got my, uh, you know, my collection of games that I could play and I've got a whole bunch on a hard drive, you know, of my Xbox and and PlayStation that I can either re-download or I, I can play right now if I wanted to. A good example of just that convenience was Detroit uh, become human. I I wanted I wanted that game. I wanted to go out and and play it when it came out, and, and I had the money to go buy it. 
and I went and looked for it, and I couldn't find it anywhere in town. And I know I kind of told this story last time. Um, I was I was forced, really, if I wanted to play it in my town, there was no place I could buy it. I had to download it, or I had to wait till or order it online if I wanted to wait for it to come in. But I kind of wanted to play it now, and I gave in and was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and download it. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, I, and, and, and if I wanted to, I could have gotten the deluxe edition, which was an extra... I don't know, twenty dollars uh, for a bunch of digital, I don't know, whatever skins and and a, a screensaver. Digital gubbins. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and I none of it was worth an extra twenty bucks, um, not to me anyway. But uh, you know, it was it. I was forced to, you know, and I and I I kind of hate that that seems to be the direction that it's going, where you're not going to necessarily have a choice, but only because you know I don't have. A hard drive big enough necessarily I mean I would need a, a separate hard drive if I wanted to keep all of these downloaded games otherwise I have do you to... not have a separate hard drive I do not no see like you do with your Xbox well you download everything and then you can just you know play yeah. whatever see no I have to pick and choose and, and uh, see, delete that's the thing, man. get yourself a Seagate hard drive one terabyte I don't know 30 40 bucks on sale job yep. done then job you can done. download whatever you want don't even worry about it. <laughs> Just download it, and you can play it whenever you want to. Okay. Yeah. I, d- I literally download things I'm not even interested in on the off chance. Maybe I'm bored. I'm just like, yeah, let's see what this is. Well, see, and I have to I have to take one step back, and I'll, I'll mark it. Like, I go ahead and pick it up, but I just don't download it. So I'll, it's like, it's purchased. You just don't, you don't, I'm not starting the download yet because I have no space. So when I do want to go back and play it, I'll just have to delete something else. So I'll have to pick up one. Because otherwise it's a pain in the ass. There's just no doubt about it. Yeah, they're really, really cheap. If you just, like, get them, get them like, when they're on sale, like Black Friday or January sale, then then you can get a good one for cheap. Okay. Like, we've got a Seagate, and we got a one-terabyte Seagate. Now, does so it like, have its own power source? Bucks. Does it need its own power yeah. source? Okay. No, 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 it, it doesn't need its own power source. Okay, it good. Takes- from the Xbox. Right, you just plug it in the USB or something. Yeah. Yep. 3.0. Cool. Okay. Done. That that's easy. Uh, well, uh anyway, but that what I was reading though, so getting back to digital games and cloud gaming, you know, some of the holes I guess in in this and some of the issues, cons if you will, that we've discussed, there is no there is no uh digital buyback or or uh, there's no medium to trade digital property yet, right? So that's going to be an issue where we you can't sell or buy or sell used um, digital games at this point. So if you buy it, you that's you know you get it. Otherwise, uh, you know you can't really gift it to somebody or sell it to anybody else. It's yours, and I think that's an issue. I think uh, the, the return internet, policy as well. Is right, a exactly. That would be because like what if you what if you're playing what was that one game that Jim Sterling was playing and like near the end of it was a game breaking bug where he couldn't progress any further. But because he bought it on Steam and they only have this two hour thing, he couldn't return it. And I feel like I mean, I know for a fact that I've run into game breaking bugs on a game that I bought off of Amazon and returned it like fourteen days later for a full refund, no questions asked. Wow. So I I really feel like the returns policy is a problem. 
because they're going to bank on the fact that they can churn out games with zero replayability and still take your money. You know what I mean? Like, right. How many 10-pound, 20-pound games are there going to be that are like a five-hour experience, like just long enough where you feel like you're getting into the story, the the timer has ran out for your return, and then that's it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that would be I think it. they're I think they're banking on that. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they are. Um Well, and 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 I think the other issue that you mentioned too is is for the convenience, maybe that's why they're still justifying the price point. Uh, but it just seems like that it should be cheaper, especially if it's the direction that they're wanting to go. But like Jim Sterling has said and, and other, uh, you know, industry uh, talking heads, basically, if they, they're going to make as much money as they can, um, even if they have to piecemeal a game kind of like uh, Call of Duty. But uh, and where they're, where they're going to give you different different modes of a game that's complete, but you're going to have to pay extra for those things, extra for the new maps, extra for whatever it is. Uh, especially for a game that's coming out now with no ca- campaign mode and uh, that uh, is a battle royale, it's, you know. So basically, it's just a, that's such a cash grab. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and so it's not like I mean, obviously, a lot of programming goes. I'm sure a lot of work goes into that, but they're they're building a complete game and they're going to sell it to you in pieces. And I think that's besides disingenuous, almost almost kind of that's just not the way it used to be. It's not criminal, but it's it's not genuine, you know. It's, it's, it's pretty crooked. It's pretty crooked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they so, could sell you the whole game if they wanted to. They, they have could. it. <laughs> they absolutely, they absolutely could. And you know, and I think there are uh, there are game there are, there are producers and and and, uh, and individuals in in the gaming sphere that are that are making games with, I think the interests of the of the people in mind i think you know uh oh uh, what's what is the witcher's um the guys that that, that did the witcher cd project red they're all yeah. really cool new one called Cyber- cyberpunk 2077 i can't yeah. wait yeah that that is something i'm actually really looking for can't to. bloody wait yeah if they're attached to it you know it's going to be quality and they also it's really care about the fans now. And they put they put a lot of work into what they do because they do care about that experience. And it's not I mean, obviously, that's the thing, though. The money comes if you put that effort into it, I think. Um, and and, it, and it's, you know, they're they're a great example of that and, and um, have been I think they have built a lot of good faith with their fans. And, and uh, I think that's that's definitely a game to look for uh, coming up. But I'm not sold on on cloud gaming or digital games. I kind of. You know, I've tried out the Xbox service. Um, and are you still? You said you are still paying, or are you no longer paying for the uh, uh, the Game Pass? Oh no, I canceled that after my trial was up. It, there's, I don't get the point of it. Yeah. Maybe I, I still have the ability to reactivate a free trial, and I'm saving it in case there's one particular game that I just absolutely must. You can try play. your hand at they're getting, again. I don't, oh my god, don't even get me started. I don't need to get drowned in a prison cell again. It always makes you me laugh. think that's hilarious. It always makes it. me laugh, yes. Sure. They're just throwing fish at you. 
Oh man, it was a tough life. It was an actually <laughs> tough life. Oh, so so, and I didn't think it was worth it either. I mean, not not for the money and the and the games that they had there. I think there there's promise there. I think Nintendo's dropping the ball 100% uh, by not having some form of cloud gaming because, as you already know, the Direct Debit 5000. I would I would pay for that uh, if they had some sort of access to their entire library. We know you bloody would. You absolutely, yeah. I know I would. I've, I would have multiple copies on different consoles of the same game, which I do have. Um, because uh, yeah, because I'm addicted. I have, I have a problem. Um, but they don't, well, and they have. I can, and I do admit it. Uh, but the problem is, is they don't want my money because they won't make the service that I'm wanting to give them my money for. Whereas these other, you know, uh, these, you know, the the other game consoles have something. It's just not worth the money. And the one that I that I think a lot of people would pay for, they just aren't going to do it. I, I don't know why they're not interested in doing it, but Nintendo's not. So, so anyway, final thoughts on cloud gaming. Are you? Pro, against, for, what's up? What say you? I think in its current iteration, I'm against it. I think they need to think about the customer experience a lot more. Yeah. Agreed. I think as of right now, I'm against it. I am I am mixed on digital games, only because I think there are still too many cons uh, about the entire concept. Um, I appreciate the how convenient it is. Um, and it's, you know, it hasn't stopped me from buying them, all the cons that I still feel are pertinent, but yeah, I think they still need to work out some kinks, although I don't know that they're going to listen to that. So it may just be the future and I'm going to have to get a couple hard drives to make sure I can store all my games. You definitely should get a hard drive though. You should just do that. (laughs) But I I think they should help out people with a slower bandwidth, like, uh, allow the other people to subsidize them a bit because they're never going to have a very good experience and they shouldn't pay full price for it. Like everybody else who's enjoying it as intended. You know what I mean? Like in, in this country, if you're blind, you get a discount on your TV license because you can't enjoy the full experience. Right. So, you know, and other people obviously subsidize that. So I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, if, if you've got two megabytes per second, maybe you shouldn't be paying 75 pounds a year or something, you know? Absolutely, and you, well, and you're probably not going to be playing many games, uh, you know, I, which is unfortunate. And I and I think that they could, I think that could have a negative impact, and we may actually see that. And I will be sad, and and it will, uh, it is also something that I'm completely against is the always connected games where you can't take it with you or take it offline and actually play it, regardless of where you are, you know. Um, just because it's digital doesn't mean it always has to be connected. So if you can find a way where I can download the games, but I can also take them with me and I don't have to be connected, uh, which is one benefit of the Switch, is you can take it anywhere. Once you've downloaded those games, you can take it anywhere and play it anywhere. Um, and that's that's a benefit, whereas a lot of these games, they're trying to... to keep them constantly connected so that they can update them, patch them, whatever. But they also have control of them, and they can also shut them down. They can also, you know, do whatever. I mean, there's not that they would do that necessarily, but they can, and that's the point, you know, and that's the... Yeah. Um, 
So uh, I think that there's still a lot of things to work out. So I'm not I'm not completely on board with digital games. I still like to have my hard copy of the games if it's at all possible. You just, old fart. I'm just old. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode of the Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or just reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel.templeofgeek.com. If you like what you hear, tell your friends and head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast, and please subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Till the next time. See you later.